Hi, this is Inside My Wallet, episode three. I'm Andrea Kennedy from Wiser Wealth, and I'm here with Amanda Edwards from Tidy My Money. And episode three is really going to focus on uh, a data point for all your financial position, and it's uh, we're going to talk about cash flow. So cash flow, uh, there will be two parts to your money. One is cash flow, everything that's coming into your household and everything that's going out. And uh, episode four is going to talk about balance sheets. So your assets and your liabilities, you know, the things that you own and the things that you owe, for example, is going to be on um, podcast four. But three, we really want to talk about cash flow and, um, and that it's actually a, a necessary part of, uh, you know, fixing and getting rid of some anxiety that you might have around money. And in a sense, really planting your feet firmly on the ground of where you stand now. Like, what does your boat look like? Like, exactly what it looks like. Does it have leaks? Is it solid? <laughs> Is it solid? Um, and so, you know, there needs to be a, a sense of like radical honesty with yourself. Um, and you're going to have to, you know, decide a process of how you're going to look at it. But it isn't just a case of looking at bank balances and saying, you know, this was my opening bank balance. My salaries went in or whatever went in that month. And this is my closing balance. Um, and this is therefore what I spent. That is, it is a number. It doesn't make any, it doesn't really tell you what you are doing with your life with money. It doesn't really tell you what you spent your money on. It just says that it went, but <laughs> you don't really know where. And actually knowing where it goes is going to be really important to deciding if you're happy with that, where it's gone. If you have leaks in your boat and you need to fix them. Um, and also if you have to make, uh, you know, if you're not on goal for your savings or your investments, etc., where you're going to have to control to be able to find money to build, you know, the next levels. So um, cash flow and balance sheet, the cash flow is definitely part of this uh, financial stability, which you talked about last episode, Andrea. It's really important. Um, it's the foundation, which it's really the foundation upon which everything else is going to reside. And it will give you an insight into the habits, which we also discussed in the last podcast. You'll really understand your habits and what you value from this. And I think what you're saying is then you want to analyze, is this really where you want your money to be going, right? Yeah. Your personal journey, I think, has... Um, quite a bit to do with cash flow. Actually. Yeah, I mean, we had, I had a, you know, personal trauma in that my father passed away. And then this led me and the family to go through this, you know, financial, you know, disaster for about a decade, you know, with my mom not knowing where things were and people, you know, people coming up with debt, which she doesn't, didn't know was right or not. You know, my dad had a business, the other owners basically convinced my mom that there was no value in the business, which ended up in the end not being true. Um, and so we went through a real financial disaster where we went to zero and then minus zero. Um, so pulled out of school, being homeschooled, I mean, getting to a point where there was zero money in our household and we were living at the mercy of family members. And, um, and of course, when you start with debt, you know, when you start working, even if it's not your debt, it's your family's debt. Right. Um, and you come from that place, it takes a really long time to get good with money. And I was really struggling because I got to a place where like, no matter what I was doing, I couldn't seem to get ahead. I couldn't seem I was intelligent. You know, I, I, I had become an accountant, I knew numbers, I was not afraid. So I was even thinking, 
that's all great. But I could not get ahead and I couldn't get ahead because actually I didn't know the facts of my numbers. I didn't know where it was exactly going. I couldn't say, look, this percent is going towards just debt. How do I get rid of that? How do I concentrate on uh, helping to pay that down? Um, I have to support, you know, uh, family members. That's fine. It has to be a certain percent of my income. It can't just be every time that I'm asked it can go out. So I think I became radically honest. And then I basically said I have to slow everything down and I have to look at everything to the to the cent, to the pence. Like I had to look at everything that was going out from me and coming in to its minutest detail so that I could say, this is good decisions. This is bad decisions. I need to edit something in my life to control that. Um, so, and I, I then built a process, you know, I built my own process, which is what became Tidy by Money. So it's so, not just a spreadsheet. It's not just numbers. It's really a way to collect your data and to look at it in all the areas of your life that it goes so that you can start to control yourself um, in parts of it. I wanted to add for people, you know, a lot of my clients tell me what their cash flow is, but when we actually start going through their cash flow, in some cases they're spending less than they think, but more often than not, people are spending more than they think. Yeah, and yeah. And really have to look at it over a series of, I would say, minimally a three months, ideally a year. And people have to understand inflation is constant and that these numbers aren't static. They're not going to stay the same. And people's lives aren't going to stay the same. You know, if you've got kids on the way or whatever, these things will change. So it's, it's just the most basic thing you have to do and always kind of be on top of, you know, not maybe day to day, you know, past a certain point, but you have to be aware of it. It has to be a very yeah. conscious thing. And I think what's great about Tidy My Money is it makes people deeply, radically honest and deeply aware of, of the where detail. it's going, especially if you're not in a great place and you're trying to find out exactly how you got there and how to get out of there. Um, you know, I, hopefully it's a tool for that for people. But mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm definitely an advocate for you have to look at it always and forever. I mean, that probably comes down to my narrative as well that, you know, I don't ever want to get into trouble again and I want to stay secure my whole life with money. But I think that, you, you know, you mentioned I've I done my personal accounts in detail you know for decades right I've done it for a really long time started with pen and paper and then obviously it got to what I built which was the tool on excel for tidying my money but um, I had always then started looking at it when I wanted to really focus on my money and the truth is no year for me looked the same no three months yeah. no six months no yeah. nine months you know, one kid came along and then, you know, well, sorry, twins <laughs> came along, then the third, then a dog, then a hat, you know, then a, we changed country. So, I mean, you can say like, oh, my expenses are X, but actually life is forever changing. So I always look at it because I always want to be aware that I am living the way that I want to do. And I know where my money goes. And I know consciously when I've made mistakes and I have a very quick um kind of you know adjustment right I kind of go well I made we overspent this month if I know that this month the next month I can be not, yeah. more conscious right I mean I think you mentioned you know you when you're coaching people you don't really want people to take these huge jerking u-turns right. in their life 
So this is the thing, the more that you're kind of aware of your cash flow and where it's going. And of course, I can appreciate that not that, you know, a lot of people have been living paycheck to paycheck, that not everyone has wiggle room for this. But regardless, it's still a good process, even if you are living really in that way, because you won't be living in that way forever, because in one of these podcasts, we'll talk about getting a raise um, and we'll talk about other things that will help you advance from where you are. But the point is, is you really have to be conscious of it because it makes you really aware of where it's going. And you don't usually need to make large changes, usually, um, unless you've gotten, you know, in, in tremendous debt. And that's just a whole nother thing. But people need to start tweaking things like just deciding I'm not going to, you know, eat out X number of times a week, or I have been spending a lot of money on this. And this is something I don't actually have to, and it's not as mean, you know, whatever X is, it can be, uh, you know, I don't know. I hate, I hate to say, you know, what people who are older, usually in my generation, they're making fun of millennials going out and having avocado toast, which is just yeah. stupid. It's just completely ridiculous. You know, I think people need to do things that make their lives fun and allow you to socialize and, um, you know, my generation bought garden gnomes. I mean, it's just, I've seen so many crazy ways that people have spent yeah. money needlessly, right? But the point is, is you have to be on top of it. A lot of people also, I would just add to this, spend money to belong. Yeah. So they spend money to belong to a group. And if that's where a lot of your money is going, you have got to be conscious of it. And you've got to ask yourself, is this the right group for me? Or should I be doing this all the time with these people? So I've seen people blow through a lot of money, just to belong to a certain crowd or whatever. And it's where you'll see a lot of wastage. So I just wanted to add. Yeah, uh, but I think looking at numbers, that's what it becomes. I mean, it's probably so trite to say, but knowledge is power really yeah. in your hands. When you're seeing what you're spending traveling to work or what you're spending, you know, having two cars or, or what you're spending, um, eating out you know because you're not cooking at home whatever it might be and even the even the paycheck to paycheck I've been there you know no wiggle room right but there is wiggle room there is and there's also then the knowledge when I go in and say you know hi employer you're making me travel and I am spending this and my salary is only why and it's this percentage of it now I'm not then coming from a place of it would be so nice to get. No, I'm, I actually went with facts. Like even, excellent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might even have, you know, uh, if you're in a relationship, you might also have, you know, one partner leaking money more than the other. Which is There's often... nothing wrong with finding that out with yeah, your cash flow. This is the thing. I think the other thing is if people are listening to this and they are in relationships, there's almost no point in talking about other things with money until this is addressed. Yeah. This has got to be the very first step that is addressed. How are we really spending money? And is everybody equally happy? And yes, I've seen marriages go both get a lot better because of this conversation and end because of this conversation. Because what you're talking about now is what you value, the both of you value. And are yeah. you valuing the same thing? And, and I think you mentioned that sometimes there is one person that is could be a spender and one person that could be a saver, right? These are the natural things they're attracted, right? Because one, yeah. And, and so even in my household, I'm the saver and, and my, I will admit it, my husband's more the spender. Um, but we found a way to talk about this so that it doesn't you know, blow up our balance sheet or blow up our, our cash flow. You know, that there's a way to be doing this that you can still spend a bit and I can save and invest a bit. You know, that's my 
part of this saving and investing and that we can both be happy right yeah but it's yeah. about mutual respect and understanding if some person is off spending a lot and a lot of this is well i make the money therefore i get to spend it however they want again that's not an adult conversation right certainly not in a marriage and we can talk about how to have these conversations later but if you have the data you know, as opposed to just assuming where the money's going, if you actually have the data and you've got months of data, that's a very different conversation than saying, you know, you're spending too much money on, you know, gym workout equipment or whatever people spend money on, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's why, you know, for me, facts and numbers became, you know, key, not only for my decisions, but then when I got married and then for my, you know, our couple decisions as well, like based on black and white facts. Uh, I know when I do tidy my money and sometimes, you know, I go through like how much I'm asking them to break down. I mean, literally saying you have to look at every dollar, like you have to look at every pound where it goes. People are like, oh, but then I have to, will I like start policing myself? And you're like, okay, but if you are throwing money away, that is, and the throwing it throwing of it away is causing you anxiety and that's why you're now sitting in this chair is it not great is that not a good thing yeah well I think what you're what what, what someone's saying when I hear that is am I going to start policing myself the answer will be maybe maybe you will start policing yourself and maybe that's not a bad thing yeah. right because if the whole point of this exercise is to advance from where you from the place that you're at and improvement then you might have to change some things but again, when people hear change and people hate change, you know, this is just, you know, studied forever. Um, you don't have to make, let's put it this way. I meet a lot of people in their fifties who wish they would have been policing themselves in their thirties. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. they weren't. So better to kind of do this now. Wherever that may be now. Wherever that may be, then do it when you really will feel some regret down the road. And it is never too late to start this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. But it's and it's unavoidable. I think we have to stress yeah. that this yeah. exercise and that is the homework. The homework yeah. is to go yeah. out and and build your own cash flow and go and get some, you know, out of your head or look at your your bank statements or however you're going to build it. Like ideally, you would be looking at three months of actual numbers. Where did it go? And um, you know, there is free spreadsheets available, like Andrea, I know you've got one on your website. And there's, you know, plenty out there that are free. Tidy My Money has one for like a cost, minimal cost, but also in there is my process. So my way of thinking too, but any, I literally feel like it doesn't matter how you want to build it, even if you want to get your phone app and build it, whatever it is, you pick your road doesn't matter. <laughs> Piece of paper and a pencil, like whatever you want to do, but it's unavoidable. And I would say if people know that this is a problem or suspect this is a problem, what you actually need is a process, right? So I think using free software like mine or free spreadsheets is fine. But if it is a problem, I think they actually need a process. And I would encourage people to look at what Amanda's put together because it's an extraordinarily good process. And she is proof that it works. <laughs> I do it still. I'm, I am my living process. It's, not a process. It's, an it's an education, really. Yeah. And I think it's very minimal cost. And it is the kind of thing people should be spending their money on. <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah. just so, the, you know, doesn't matter how you find a way, um, you know, hopefully it'll be a good way and a sustainable way and a way to open up everything, you know, and get it all honest. But 
that's the homework, you know, from this is that you have to go and look at your cash flow. If you, um, you know, are single, obviously you do that all by yourself. If you're in a partnership, uh, you need to think about, you know, involving your partner in this section, you know, and trying to uh, find out what all your numbers are. Um, you know, I know that in some households, some people aren't in control of the, the numbers and it's time to start asking, uh, you know, what they all are as well. That's right. I would say um, if, if you can't get your partner, if you have the data, but you can't get your partner to do it, just do it. Don't worry yes. about the person. They can catch up to you. Um, if you don't have access to that information, I would start trying to get access to the information because if you're in a, in a committed relationship of some kind and sharing an economic life, then everyone should know this should not be something that is a mystery for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I think, you know, there is, um, you know, maybe in some households, you know, women get, I'm going to speak to women now for a minute, they get very busy um, with the thousands of things uh, that we have to do when you have children as well, you become responsible, um, or you're the default parent, you know, in certain aspects in your household. And sometimes there becomes a default accountant in the household. And that can sometimes be, uh, you know, your husband. But, um, you know, you have to let, you know, if you're having worry and you're watching a podcast, you know, about a money mindset and money, it means that you are concerned about it. And so, you know, we're going to talk down um, in about two more episodes about how, how to talk about it emotionally. So maybe you can write out for now, you know, the, the questions you have, like, how do I find out how I spend things? Um, you know, can, do I have access to that information? Maybe for now, it's just working out what you don't, you know, trying to ask yourself what you don't know. But like you said, Andrea said, if you can build it uh, with what you've got, go and start with that. And then you can plug in the holes later, but you've got yeah. to get started. It's, uh, it's part of the, the natural cycle of this funny right. process. We'll hold it up one more time as we conclude. So I love that board. <laughs> figure out, figure, I'll make a GIF later. We'll sell it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but do your homework uh, on cash flow. It's one of the most important steps before we get down the road to other things. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I think we've given you enough to um, to think about for episode three, and uh, then we will come back. Uh, episode four is going to be on the balance sheet, um, so that we're looking at you know assets, things that you own, and liabilities, things that you owe. All right. Okay. Thanks so much for joining us. Bye. Bye.